All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the third installment, episode three of the Irregular Search for Truth. Um, my name's Scott. And I'm Sachin. And uh, about once a week, we get together and, uh, and discover things about the world. So uh, I, I want to revisit episode two. Okay. You had... There was one point where you were saying, uh, like, okay, so what are some of your quirks or some things like that? Right, and you were I perfect, right? Well, no, no, that's that was your inference, which I much appreciate. But uh, but actually, I was I was just sort of like, oh, I, I'm kind of I don't know at the moment, you know, I couldn't think of anything. But I, I thought about them. I've got I've got a couple, uh, um, and I don't know if these are sort of what you're looking for, but they're things that I kind of like. And I, uh, I kind of, I, I thought I'd share. The first one is um, <laughs> public restrooms. All right, all right. All right. I like to find a good public restroom. I think that's actually a pretty common thing. You know, like, if, and, and here's the thing. If you find a clean, like, good public restroom where there's always, like, toilet paper and it doesn't reek and there's not like vomit and there's not pee on the ground mm. and you know even they might even have the little toilet paper covers or something or the toilet seat covers if you know if you're into that sort of thing um i think you've got to stand by that restroom stand by it yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like right outside the door no like uh, defend it like defend it no I mean, I mean i think you gotta i think well i i would say my quirk is that when I find one, I will return to it. Oh, yeah. I will, yeah. I will, like, I will mark my restrooms. Uh, you know, like when I was in college, it was like, oh, I know this is a good bathroom. I know that's a good bathroom. Don't go near that one. Actually, you and I went to the same college, UCSD. What, what was your, what was your uh, bathroom that? Or do, okay. you, do you not want to give away secrets? No, no, no. I can, I can try and remember. Uh, uh, let's see. So there was one. I don't remember the building names that well. That's, well, I, I know it pretty well, I think. Let's see. Give me... A, okay, there was one up at the Muir campus. Okay. That was uh, in one of those tall buildings. Like <laughs> HPSS that. or APNM? It was, it was, I think it was APNM. It was like some back hall okay. bathroom or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And it was a pretty good one. Um, I don't know. I, I would say most of the bathrooms at that university, though, were pretty good. Yeah. It was, it was a clean... They really kept the riffraff out. Yeah. yeah. Except for the occasional. <laughs> I, uh, when I was in grad school, I, uh, I kind of became attached to one bathroom on, the, on campus. Uh, not because it was so much of a good bathroom, but because the graffiti was just so stupid. It's <laughs> like every time, every time you would sit down, you'd shut the, shut the door, and there was this big... <laughs> in front of you saying you are gay <laughs> like thank you <laughs> well sometimes you just need somebody to like kind of like break that like uh doubt that you might have you know so like you're saying this was a public service announcement it could have been you know or, like it might have been that there was like somebody there be like you know i never thought about it <laughs> but maybe i am and then he was because no. I'm enjoying this poo so much. <laughs> Maybe I am. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Way to connect the dots. <laughs> I like to connect the dots for the people. 
Very good. No, um, but I think that's like, you know, that it sounds like a quirk, and I think that was kind of my point from last time. It's like I think a lot of people have quirks and stuff, but that is not necessarily a quirk. It just sounds quirky. But I, I'm the same way actually. I have, I too have a special. Special attachments to Special. certain bathrooms. Yes, yes, yes. And like, I'll, you know, you'll go out of the way for them too, I guess. Right, right yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to like, I don't know. You like, you go to a bar or something oh, and, you're like, and you're like, oh God, I don't want to go near that bathroom. That's the worst. But just four blocks away. <laughs> it's a really good bathroom. Yeah, you definitely don't want to like find one anywhere near some sort of place where they serve food. Mm. Because that's, like, where everybody goes, right? Like, as soon as somebody asks, like, oh, I just had my lunch. Now I could, I could really just, you know, really quickly just step in the bathroom and then go off to, like, wherever you're going, right? You kind of want to find one that is in the middle of nowhere. Right, not frequented. I think, yeah. actually, that might be the key. It's, like, if the less people that use it, the cleaner it stays. Well, that makes yeah, it makes perfect sense. Well, it's just kind of, like, uh, it's weird that you have to, like, keep that in mind. Yeah. You have to, like... Keep around. Keep a mental tally of what's good, what's bad. Where can I go? What time is it? Oh no, I can't go now because they don't clean it until like three o'clock. <laughs> or oh, there's more people in this class right now. Or this floor has more people on it than this other people, other floors, so there might be a cleaner bathroom. That's no. definitely some real issues <laughs> that people face. Well, we're just you know. So all you people out there, you should think about that at some point. You know, find yourself a nice bathroom. And and stick with it and and guard it against hooliganism. You know, actually, you might want to not stand by it because then people might be like, "Oh, there's a bathroom there." I never thought about that. That's true. In fact, what? you might want to remove the placard from the door, <laughs> <laughs> or replace it with like a the sex that might use it less. Like if you're in the engineering building, put a woman's sign on it. <laughs> <laughs> or like if you're, you know, if you're. Uh, I thought I thought you were implying that one sex used the bathroom more than the other. No, I didn't. Uh, was just not in implied. certain locations. In certain locations, like I said, engineers, probably a lot of men there. You know, maybe if you're in an OBGYN, you know, hospital ward, the men's bathroom is the way to go. I'm just thinking of like the most, <laughs> without being sexist or anything. like no, that. No, no, we're being sexist. Okay, <laughs> we, we've crossed the line. We're there. Well, well if we're being sexist, then. Uh, <laughs> Well, we can move on to another topic. Oh, okay. I, uh, this was my other quirk, and this one's probably not as, as interesting, but um, uh, in, in many things, I think I take, like, group activities and stuff, I take a lot longer time to warm up than other people, like sports and, uh, and like, hiking and that sort of stuff. Like, <clears throat> I remember one instance in particular I was, uh, a bunch of friends got together and we went out to a park and, uh, and they had set up a volleyball net. And so there was like a dozen people playing volleyball and, uh, and I was terrible for the first like hour, hour, you know, and, and, and after about an hour, like the rest of the group's kind of tired down and I'm like, I click <laughs> and I'm like, boom. I'm there and suddenly I'm just like nailing all these shots and it's like, oh, where'd this come from? But then they're all tired and they don't want to play anymore. But I'm like, I'm I'm now warmed up. Are you worried about the perception that maybe you are uh, being lazy for the first like hour of the game? No, because I'm definitely trying. I just like I'm just not like I'm not coordinated physically until I spend a good amount of time. uh, uh, Feeling it out. Yeah. the, The rhythm, the sync. Because yeah. I think Rocky did that, didn't he, in the first Rocky movie? Did he? 
Maybe not. Maybe not. I thought that, like, maybe he... Okay, maybe I'm just totally wrong, and I'm, like, talking boxing, and I don't know boxing. But I <laughs> thought, like, maybe he was just taking all these hits from uh, Apollo Creed. Yeah. And then, like, Apollo Creed got tired. And in the very last round, he just, like, went, started going crazy. I can't... You know, the fight scenes from Rocky, I just recall being, like... They were just so non-boxing-like. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was great. It was a great move. What I really liked about Rocky, actually, was that he lost in the first one. Yeah, you know, I was so confused when I saw it. I didn't mean, I couldn't tell what was going on. I didn't know he lost or won. I thought, like, I thought it was more important than he just, like, made it. Right. That, and that's, yeah. I think that's the message. But I feel, like, I feel like that's where the movie won for me was that they let the hero, the main guy, lose them fight, you know? Um, whereas I felt like, you know, so many other uh, so many other films, you know the guy's going to win, you know? Yeah, from yeah the, that was, that's beginning. a good point. Because, like, uh, yeah, it wasn't about that. And it's, at the, in the end, he was like, Adrian! You know, Adrian! Yeah, it was about <laughs> him loving Adrian. And uh, becoming a man? I don't know. What was the movie about? I don't know. I think he was the man before. I don't know if he was. I mean, he yeah, like, yeah. you know, he'd never been given an opportunity before. I grew some before. testicles out here in the uh, in the boxing ring, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> You're a loser. <laughs> You're a quitter. You want to anything? Uh, That's my Mickey impersonation. That was pretty terrible. Uh, no, well done. <laughs> uh, so what what do you have anything on your list you want to bring no. up today? No, go for it. Those are your quirks, huh? Okay. Yeah, well, those are the one two that popped to into my head. Um let's see. Here's a here's a random, totally random uh thing. Um I have noticed that Hollywood films move in genre periods where uh for a while like like it'll start with one movie will break through in a genre that hasn't been done before or hasn't been done in a while and then you or one or two movies they'll do real well and then you'll get a bunch of like dump copycats and i think that where i first noticed it moving like this was in the uh late 90s after Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan and The Thin Red Line came out in the same year, probably within like four months of each other or something like that. And after that, you just got dumped on with World War II movies and just war movies in general. And they were just like nonstop war movies. And some of them were okay and some of them were total crap. But like The Thin Red Line, I would say, is a pretty damn good movie. And Saving Private Ryan was was pretty good also. Um... And after that, it was just like, did, was there a good World War II movie? But I don't know. There, there were probably some decent ones, but there were about 80 of them yeah. in the next, like, four years, you know? Yeah, I think that's totally true. You know, it's funny, and it's, it's funny how you're saying, like, they both came out in the same year. Mm -hmm. And then there was, like, the two magician movies, The Prestige. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, what was that? Uh, the Illusionist? Yeah, and it's yeah. so weird how they came out in the exact same year. I think that's a competing studios thing. Well, that's kind of lame. Well, I think uh, because I remember first hearing about that when uh, Tombstone came out. Because one studio released a movie with Kevin Costner called Wyatt Earp. 
Right. And then the other studio beat them to the punch with a much more quickly thrown together movie called Tombstone. But the funny thing is, like, Wyatt Earp was supposed to be this epic film, like, three hours long. But Tombstone was just a much more fun movie to watch, even though it was, like, definitely more thrown together and not as well written. Or Maybe it's because there's just, like, all the stuff sitting around, like, all the sets and all the, you know, <laughs> just like, well, what am I going to do with this, like, you know, World War II vintage helmet? Well, <laughs> we got to make a movie. <laughs> Sunken cost, right? I mean, it's like, we've already made this movie, you know, and it's like... Mm kind of a serious movie, you know, like, maybe, it, like, I think Saving Private Ryan was really, like, violent and stuff like yeah. that, right? So, mm -hmm. like, uh, maybe for Thin Red Line, we'll make a more of a, a calm... Well, I think those two movies were in production at the same time. Wasn't it Thin was Red like, Line Vietnam? No, it was, it, it was, it World, was War World War II, oh, okay. yeah. Sorry. Learn your history, man. Well, yeah. by history of <laughs> film? <laughs> no, that was, uh, what was that, Guadalcanal or... It was it was something like that. It was it was South Pacific. I didn't uh, see either of those movies. Uh, oh, you didn't either? No. Oh well. Well, they're I I would say they're both decent rentals. I heard that Thin Red Line was like really like long and boring. You know, I actually kind of liked it, and this is more from a like coming at it at film from a social perspective. I feel like so many movies glorify war. The yeah. Thin Red Line was one that didn't do it so much because it was a very good movie, but it, it followed just a bunch of sort of random characters and it moved kind of randomly and it starts in the middle of a war and it ends in the middle of the war and there's really no plot to it. And I felt like that, that in itself, I mean, like there's, there's sort of individual character arcs, but there's no overarching plot. Whereas like all your other World War or war movies, they're like, we have this one mission and we, we must accomplish it. And that's the focus of the movie. And that makes perhaps a more entertaining Hollywood film, but that what you end up doing is selling war and you end up, I think, and I think that does a disservice to uh, society. Whereas I felt like if you make a more horrible experience, uh, then, then you, come closer to the real thing. Yeah, you have a, you have a good point. I think uh, the only thing is the way you described it. You're like, well, it didn't start, it started in the middle of the war, it ended in the middle of the war, and there was no main plot point, and it followed a bunch of random characters. If you told me that was a movie, I'd be like, that's a terrible, that's not, a mo that's not even right. a story. Like, you are a sucky storyteller. <laughs> if you told me a story, like, yeah, well, you know, I was on the bus. And then by the end of the story, you weren't even off the bus or nothing had happened. You're like, your story was lame. You just wasted my time. That's actually, that's, that's an art film waiting to happen. I was on the bus. I mean, it's like, dude, you suck. But I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, having said that, there's plenty of other good movies that make war pretty horrible. Like Apocalypse Now or yeah. like Platoon. Or, like, I mean, any of these movies, which I have actually not seen, but I feel like, you know, you've heard about them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. But I already uh, know that they're horrible. Uh, you know? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, like, these movies, like, the ones that are, yeah, you're right. Like, there's ones that glorify it. And, like, there's a reason kids play G.I. Joe and play, like, war and, like, guns and stuff when they're kids. Because, it, like, it seems really cool. Right, yeah. Right? It's like, yeah, and that's what I did. you're dead or whatever, you know? And it's like, that's really cool. But then, you know, yeah, you watch one of these movies and you watch the kind of the humanity behind it or the lack of humanity sometimes. Right. Well, what I'm saying is I think that quite a, I think that the majority, the vast majority of war movies encourage that 
sort of yeah, uh, and that's possible. Yeah. The, and and whereas I felt like Thin Red Line, I'm not saying it it actively discouraged or, or was radically different, but it it was at least a sort of step in in a different direction. Um, anyway, but so what I was getting on with this this movie genre period thing, I feel like the World War II genre period has come to a close. There were enough stinkers like, uh, I don't know, that John Woo Wind Talkers movie and Pearl Harbor, and they were just Pearl like Harbor, terrible oh movies. You saw that one? I didn't see that either. <laughs> well, all right. But there were, there were like a bunch of stinky movies out there, and, uh, and the genre collapsed. Now I feel like we are smack dab in the middle of uh, the comic book genre. And I think it was revitalized like, because there had been many comic book movies before Batman, Superman, but it really was revitalized and given some oomph when uh, Spider-Man and the X-Men movies came out and they were actually entertaining and good. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And then I think also, uh, like, it's kind of taken a twist now with Dark Knight. Right, yeah. That's kind of taken it into the more real part of it. Because it's like, again, it's almost like you're um, glorifying, well, I mean, Crime fighting, I guess, should be glorified, but you're glorifying mm-hmm. this this like kind of godlike person who is just only good, has no moral qualms, and just goes around and like helps people, you know. But it's like that's not a person. There's no person like that. Mm-hmm. This person who's the Dark Knight has like, you know, a dark side to him also. And then these these villains, they're not just evil. Yeah. You know, they don't just like do it for the fun of it because like ha ha ha, I'm just evil. I'm the Joker. And I wear like you know. <laughs> He's like, you could see he was a complex character and had a lot of different facets to him. You know, and it's all about perspective, too, I thought, with Dark Knight. So you did see that movie? I did see it, yeah. That's that's my quirk. If you name a movie that's good, I haven't seen it. (laughs) I I don't see a lot of movies, but I did see The Dark Knight. Okay. And it was really good. All right. Well, I think think that you're right on with the... I mean, The Dark Knight was really interesting in that it... I felt like the comic book genre period was going to come to a crashing halt earlier than it has because spider-man one was good spider-man two was probably better than the first one spider-man three was really bad and 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 like x-men three was bad okay um uh i mean not you know i don't want to knock the people who worked on these they did you know they worked hard and whatever but but they weren't as good they 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 were lacking something they were more flash than than content and then came the Dark Knight, and it was like, oh, this is a whole new twist on content. And so it might keep the, the comic book genre alive for a few more years. But I, I, I really do definitely see, like, this is a period that's probably going to die out in the next few years. And so the, the prediction question is, what will be the next genre? That's a really tough question. Yeah, I mean, I'm never good at predicting things. What will be the next... Well, one thing that I've noticed that's currently also going on is um, these like buddy movies or bromances or whatever with like kind of like the oh the the male comedies yeah the yeah like basically movie. anything with Seth Rogen in it or made by Judd Apatow like right those kind right of those guys yeah they're like a little click yeah and those guys and they then, put out movies every like six months and they're yeah. all like really funny and it's yeah, just like yeah. but I saw this but it's still good and I'm seeing it but it's right. still fun you know it's like it's kind of the it is kind of like a romantic comedy for guys I guess. Yeah, and they just kind of do stuff. They can say whatever they want and be really offensive and like all that stuff and like gross out this and that. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen one of those? I've seen. I've seen. 
<laughs> I saw Pineapple Express, which I really liked. I saw oh, Super Bad. Super Bad was really good. Okay. I saw. I just saw this movie. I love you, man. Okay. That was okay. I think maybe that was kind of like the last one where I'm like, oh, okay, I've seen this movie. It's uh, kind of like any movie with Ben Stiller in it. <laughs> all the same. Is yeah, he's saying? like. He's always, like, this neurotic guy who, like, says stuff and, like, he says it, but then everybody gets offended around him. It's like, what? What What are you talking about? Of course, like, it's like that, right? Like, why are you trying to, like, uh, he gets all offended and then he offends everybody else and he acts all, like, nerdy or whatever. And then, no. I don't recall. I don't know many Ben Stiller movies. I well, guess, okay, so. there's, like, okay, and I guess I'm totally off because, well, okay, let me start over. edit (laughs) starting over here's there's meet the parents right and then there's like uh so that whole thing those two or three movies or whatever that was okay and then there was like um something about midnight have you seen that movie something about midnight. no or something about about mary Mary. something about mary and then there was one that had like midnight in it the word midnight midnight express no. Uh, well, this is like a guy who hasn't seen movies. But anyway, and then and then of course there's the other movies which is like Dodgeball and then there's right. like all like the sports colon subtitle movies like Dodgeball and Under True Underdog Tale. Well, I feel and like those are like, almost a spin-off of the success that like Will Ferrell had for a while there. Yeah. You know, they're kind of like the just sort of based on Oh, though that also that Dodgeball one was also in the sort of uh what was that group like Oh, like the Vince Vaughn. The Vince Vaughn, Wilson Brothers. Whatever. I guess it's been kind of like a marathon handoff of comedy throughout the right. years, basically. Yeah. But I think yeah. like right now is like the Judd Apatow, like Seth Rogen, like period. Yeah. And I'm not really sure who's next. Maybe it would be like who's young and like funny or like talented. Maybe Zach Efron? I don't know, from High School Musical? I, I don't know. Also, not, also not, I have also not seen that movie. But, uh, <laughs> or uh, what else is fun? What's going on? You are gay. <laughs> Maybe like something to do with the internet or like uh, politics. Mm. Well, there's been a lot of like, uh, well, like you said, war movies about kind of like uh, Iraq. Yeah. And things like that still kind of going yeah, on. None of them bit. have gotten big or anything. No, they like, They've all kind of been flops. Um, I don't know, man. That's a, so that's a tough know, question. Like, like, there hasn't been, I'll tell you what genre has been dead for a while, has been the Western. You know, uh, there were two Westerns out last year. Were there? Did you see 310 to Yuma? Okay, yeah, I did see that. And, and that was good. Also, the... It was a really long title. It was like the the coward Robert Ford. Oh, the assassination of Jesse James. I didn't see that one. Those were actually, and it's funny because there are two movies that were both westerns that came out probably like a couple months apart from each other. Okay. And they were both pretty good. Really? Yeah. Okay. But uh, I would say that um, the assassination of Jesse James was actually kind of like what I associate Thin Red Line with. Okay. Having like not seen long... it. Yeah, it was like a long, drawn out, yeah. like very slow paced movie. Okay. Whereas like 310 to Yuma was like very actiony. Uh-huh. It had like that guy, um, Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah. And then it had uh, Batman. Yeah, Christian Bale. Christian Bale yeah. was in it. And it was kind of like, it wasn't like, an, it wasn't, it was a little slow paced also. Because I think any Western these days has to be. But uh-huh. it was definitely more like go, go, go kind of thing. Uh-huh. But yeah, I don't know. Do you have a prediction of what the next genre will be? I don't know. Um, I I don't know. You know, I think I think my 
what I've looked for, what I look for now in movies has kind of evolved. Uh, like, so I do kind of look for more thought provoking films and the genre is more just a medium yeah. for the content. And, and so, like I said, there, there are good war movies and there are bad war movies. There are good comic book movies and bad comic book movies, but, but the trend is that they do move in these groups because that I feel like either consciously or unconsciously, they're trying to tag on to the success of another film. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and the ones that are successful, I think are always something, the ones that either bring something new, you know, sometimes it's just, they bring big new special effects, but those movies have been done so much that now they, I mean, to like really bring something new, it has to be on like the thought provoking end. I think characters or plot or, or, you know, problem solved or, or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing some sci-fi movies. I feel like sci-fi is a... The new Star Trek is coming out by that J.J. Uh, Abrams guy. That's right. That's right. I don't know who he is, but... I... He, d- he did Lost. Okay, I never saw that. Uh, well, it's like, it's the show Lost. You've heard of it, right? Yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah, of yeah. it, but I never Still saw going it. on, apparently. Like, I don't really watch <laughs> either, but... Everybody... Now it's called Still Lost. <laughs> Lost season five. Apparently still no on, map. They're on this island. It's only been like three days or like four days or like, I mean, it's been going on for years, like probably like four or five years now, this show. Uh-huh. And like, it's only, like the show has elapsed maybe like not a week. Wow. I mean, because like, like really how lost, how long can you be lost on an island, I suppose? <laughs> like, <laughs> guys, there's a luxury resort right over the hill. Damn it. Why didn't we see that earlier? <laughs> All right, what you what you got? Leaving these behind. I don't really have anything good, but uh, well, okay. I have this thing that I do. Well, okay. Here's another peculiarity. I definitely read over people's shoulders on the bus. Hmm. I definitely do that. Like I don't. I like. I love doing it. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> because it's. And you just like to know what other people other people are up to. You know, like what is that guy reading? What's that? Oh, what book is that? You know, and I feel like if you have a book and you're on the bus, you should show other people what you're reading because they want to know. Like every, when you go on the bus and you you're carrying a book, everybody wants to know what you're so reading. So you should you should lift the book up so yeah, the title like is exposed. Ease to yourself back in your chair and like and just like kind of put the like book in front of you, like splayed open so you can mm. see the cover, you know? Because like otherwise, like I gotta look and I gotta read it and I gotta look and maybe sometimes the page will have like the title, maybe sometimes it won't. Well, know? does it bug you if someone's reading over your shoulder? I've never noticed it, so maybe not. I mean, if well, they, you, the thing is, you're really tall, so no one can read over your shoulder. That's, I mean, maybe maybe, maybe that's if, a thing. You know, if you were shorter, then maybe you would have this experience. I mean, it's not like I'm reading over the shoulder, like telling them when to turn the page, you know, or like, oh, oh, oh I'm not done yet. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's more that you want to see what they're reading. I want to see what they're reading, and then like, you know, maybe they have the paper. I'll read the headlines. Okay. You know, like, but you don't actually go into the article or the chapter. Not if I, not if they want to turn the page. You know, like, <laughs> and the thing is, you know, like if you're standing up and you're right over somebody who's reading the paper, yeah, I'll just look down, read it. You know, whatever, whatever's going on, they turn the page. I'll look up and look out the window again. You know, if I find another headline, that's cool too. It's also a good way to get your news. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know what's going on. I got to read the paper, but I don't get a paper, so I just read other people's papers. That's just what I do. <laughs> So today I was on the bus and like 
I could feel myself like craning my neck. Like I'm like, oh, this is becoming a little too obvious. This guy like did a really good job of like not showing show, showing me what book he was reading. I was like, show me what book you're reading. That's all I'm saying. Why don't you just say it to him? That's that's just like oh, that's over the top. That's crossing some that's, that's crossing some law. sort of law. You can get away with it if you don't have to speak up. Yeah, because I mean, obviously they don't have to show me anything. It's just that like I'm curious, and mm. you know, everybody wants to know what is going on. <laughs> everybody wants to know what this guy's reading. The man on the street wants to know. I don't know, maybe not. It's just. And then today, while I was on the bus, also I saw a woman. I was looking outside the bus, and there was a woman standing on the side of the street eating bread, and then she would spit out the bread, and then pigeons would eat it. Like, she was feeding the pigeons by, like, chewing the food for them first, wow. which was, like, wrong on two different levels. First of all, why can't you just tear up the bread and put it on the ground? And second of all, why are you feeding pigeons? <laughs> like, pigeons are rats with wings. And they shouldn't be fed. Like, I mean, I guess, like, I'm not saying, like, go out and kill pigeons. But, like, you know, they're not, like, of any use to people in the city. They just, like, go around and poop on things and, like, you know, make a general mess. But are we of any use to pigeons? You know what? Man first. All right? That's what I say. I say we're number one. So that's it. So should everything be evaluated in terms of uh, its value to us? Definitely. (laughs) <laughs> oh, 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 a bold statement. I, mean, I don't know if I believe that. But I mean, like, I don't think feeding pigeons is a smart thing to do in San Francisco. Word. You know, it's like what they're just going to multiply and eat more scraps and eat plastic and eat cigarette butts and whatever it is they eat and fly all over stuff. Well, we need them to get rid of cigarette butts. Well, we could do other things if we didn't have pigeons. <laughs> like, you know, if we didn't have pigeons, I think we'd, we'd get by. Hmm. Maybe not. Like maybe I'm just completely disregarding a whole section of the food chain and you know the food I'm, web. Food web and I'm being ignorant or whatever. But all I know is I don't think pigeons necessarily need to be around being fed by a woman who's like chewing the bread and spitting it out. Well, that is a bit odd. That I'll give you that. That's so all I gotta say odd. about that. Though I mean I guess here's the thing. If you evaluate things based on their value to people and to this one person, they are quite valuable. Yeah, but I mean, well, that's just the whole thing, right? Like, I mean, are you really going to, like, okay, is it me, me, me? Like, this is what's important to me, so that's what's going to happen. But isn't no. that what you just said? No, I didn't say that. You said, you said you evaluate things based on how valuable they are to people. First of all, <laughs> which is being silly. But second of all, nobody cares what I think. Right? I mean, like, I might have that opinion, but it depends on how I act. You know, so it's like... Well, okay, I fi- I might think that, but so I'm you not didn't gonna... go punch out the lady. I didn't go punch out the lady because oh. that's not like I mean, although that might be a priority to me, like it's not a priority to everybody else. We have like random dudes jumping off buses and like <laughs> punching people out. <laughs> Stop chewing that bread! Boom! <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like as a city, we should not be encouraging people to be feeding pigeons. I don't know that there was much encouragement for. But okay, so you're saying we should actively discourage it. I guess I should say that instead. Yes. Okay. Yes. We should be discouraging, and by encouraging, I mean passively allowing this to happen. Okay. All right. Well, I got I got one to get that goes along with that. I was on the bus uh, not too long ago, and and these kids uh, were like 
just sort of dicking around in, in the back and yelling and screaming. And, oh, God, that's the and worst. Then, and then they, uh, one of them decides, and he's sort of like, you know, kind of a macho pubescent kid. He decides that he has to yell at someone out who's off the bus, and so he busts open the emergency escape window. The thing. whole thing? Like yeah, the he, huge like, thing? He, like, pushes that open, and he starts yelling at him. And I was just like, and the, you know, here, I was at the other end of the bus. And I almost, this was one of those things that sort of like, like you were talking a couple episodes ago about, do you get up for the lady? And it's kind of hard. And it was like, I almost went and was just like, what are you doing? You know, what are you, but I, you know, I was on, I would have had to walk past five people who were standing already. And so, and it was like, there's all these people sitting around that guy who are clearly like not too thrilled with the guy's behavior. And it's like, this is, I mean, not to say that he's like a necessarily a delinquent and like going to go commit crimes, but the, he was just behaving in a way that was totally disrespectful to the bus. Well, that's kind of where, that's kind of where a lot of crime starts. I feel like at least petty crime, you know, like graffiti and like, just like whatever, you know, it's like, obviously you have no respect for anybody around here. Right. You know, like obviously the other people on the bus are not worth your concern. Yeah. That you're just going to yell and scream all of whatever he was screaming. I'm sure it was like really pleasant to hear. <laughs> I'm sure it was choice words, you know, yeah, like was, passing on to a It was commodity. enlightenment. It was <laughs> vocal enlightenment. Amigo, the path to happiness is not through work and money. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. That's what it was. You know, like, I'm sure he was yelling out something like, I'm going to kill you. Well, uh, it wasn't quite that. It was, it was, it was some kid who was, I don't know. He was, he was making some sexist remarks to a girl he knew or something like there that. There you go. No, that's no, no, great. No, was, that's, that's wonderful. But it was, I mean, it was one of those situations where it was like, ah, like I, I, I sort of missed the window yeah. because my immediate reaction was like, tell that kid, like, just, just say like, what are you thinking? What's going through your head? And yet it took me like, you know, about, I don't know. 20 seconds to arrive at that and then there was there's all these people in the way i'm on the other end and i was like okay i chickened out in a way you know Uh, but but i this has happened like another time it happened with with uh kids graffitiing on the windows and stuff and i was like and and you know what it made me feel like like an old man yeah I i was like i was like oh you're kids Stop, what are you doing writing the things on the... And the thing is also, like, have you ever... You're, I've never personally convinced anybody of anything. Like, I feel like I'm just, like... I'm just, like, a massive failure of a person with regards to my logic and my ability to convince people. But, like, especially when you go and yell at somebody on the bus, like, that is the last place that person's going to be like, you know, you're right. Yeah. I shouldn't do that, Well, right? that's, I think, where approach is important. You don't... You don't go and yell at someone. No, you don't. You know? you, right. But you you can be like, hey, what's you know what's going through your head? What are you thinking? You know, put the burden of proof on them. Yeah, I'm sure that's I, what you do. How would that go over? <laughs> well, I don't know. It depends if they're armed or not. That's the only question. Right? <laughs> like, I mean, when you're like some guy yelling, at, like like going through the effort of busting open emergency windows so that you can yell at somebody. Like, I'm just. Oh, kind but of, no, I mean, it, it wasn't like this kid. He was not. He was not a criminal. He he sort of wanted to dress like you know the the image that's out there, but uh, but wow, I, that that was I that was a borderline bad statement I just made. I want to apologize. There's not a criminal way of dressing. That was that was bad, and I realized that was wrong. But 
I want to make a point that this kid was behaving in a way that was just sort of like mildly delinquent, you know? He was not a bad person or anything, but he was just sort of, he was totally disregarding anybody else and, and just concentrated on the needs of his own ego, which was just kind of annoying. But, you know, I would, I mean, I don't think that's necessarily good enough. You know, like, I think if you are disregarding other people, then it's like, what is the line where somebody's a bad person? I guess it's because, like, when they act on it and somebody gets hurt when there's right. a victim of your... But, I mean, it's like, what's the line where you just do whatever you want at the inconvenience of other people? Okay, fine. Like, maybe you're crazy on the bus and you talk to yourself and you annoy 50 people, but you didn't go and punch out one person. So you're not a bad person. You know, it's like, where does the line get drawn? We're like, dude, what's your problem? Like, the whole bus ride is ruined for all these people because you're being, like, you know, a hooligan. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's a total old man word. Hooligan. Hoot nanny. Hooligan. Hoot nanny. Ho down. Hogwash. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I've been on buses where it's like, like I just won't even go to that, that's that, the back of the bus because there's just a bunch of people like laying all over the seats, you know, and like, like, I don't know, I mean, you can't dress kind of like a guy like who's like doesn't want to be messed with, right? I mean, there is a way of dressing and there is a way of acting where people will respect you or will not respect you based on your actions. Well, I don't know. The word respect is kind of a, a catch word there. Like, like, what do you mean? In what sense do you mean the word respect? Well, I think, like, I'm not going to respect them as a person who wants to, like, actively participate in society in a constructive way. Right. And they and they don't want that respect. They want the opposite, I think. I mean, I'm just, like, putting my, myself in their mind. I don't know. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, if you dress in such a way and you, and you take up all the seats and you kind of lounge around on the back seats, you know, and you're kind of loud, or you're having some really loud phone conversation with somebody, like, and nobody wants to sit around you, then... You are actively portraying uh, an image that people want to be, that you want people to read and say, hey, leave me alone. You know, mm. or hey, I'm, I'm more important than you are, mm. and I'm going to be loud. And don't come mess with me, because clearly I've thought about this. Mm. I don't know, I think it's just, <laughs> it's just weak. Who <laughs> <laughs> <Hold> down? Who <laughs> again? Hogwash. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I don't know what to say. I just, I'm an old man now, I guess, or something. But yeah, we are old. We're old. We're old. We're like, we might as well become police officers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you doing with that skateboard? <laughs> yeah, man, we need some people without, uh, without, with, with complete autonomy, just go around beating people. That's what we, <laughs> no, that's a bad idea. I, I disavow that idea. <laughs> all right whatever i'm just saying it might work <laughs> i mean isn't that what thugism is no nah, I, I agree I'm, <laughs> you're taking me way too seriously today <laughs> well, yeah, well it's it's been one of those days it's been one of those days but i feel like we're getting you know we're getting somewhere uh do you want to keep going you, know, you got anything else or you, uh, well, let me see if i have one more thing to say right. or do you have anything or are you done um nothing that can't wait till the next episode well then, yeah, I got the same thing. I mean, I got jury duty coming up, and that's kind of like a thing where you got to respect like society, right? You hear about all these people like, oh, I'll just like get out of it, or like I don't want to go, whatever. It's like, dude, just go, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and maybe like I'm lucky because I get paid. Like I, I think I just go, and then my work pays me, 
And then... Oh, your work pays you to go to jury duty? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because yeah. I mean, jury duty pays you. But it pays you like $5 I call, a day. I wouldn't call it payment. It's like, <laughs> it's like we cover your lunch. <laughs> they should call it they pittance you or something like that. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it pay. Well, like I don't even try and collect on that. I mean, like, dude, whatever. Like, I don't need that. I don't need my. I don't need fifteen dollars oh, a day. Oh, Mister High and Mighty. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need it. I'm not gonna say I make a lot of money, but well, I do make I, more than fifteen dollars a day. I don't currently, and I'll take it. Give me your jury duty ticket. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe. Would you like my uh, like my ID? You can like we can like make one up for you. I don't you think can I can pass for you, honestly. Actually, believe it or not, the last time. Uh, the last couple times I've gone on jury duty, I've just gotten excused right away. Oh, that's nice. Like one time I got up there and um, there was like, it was a case about, you know, the judge gives you a little warning. Have you done it before? I have been dismissed before even getting into the point where I get told about the case. Okay, yeah. So like sometimes what they do is they'll call a bunch of people and I've only done it in San Diego County, so I don't know what it's like in other counties, but you they call up like maybe... 60 or 90 people they take them all to a courtroom they give them a upfront about the case hey this case is about like and the one it was for me was like domestic violence maybe a little bit of drug use in there too and then they're like are you all comfortable with that and if you weren't comfortable with that you stand up and say this is why i'm not comfortable with that hmm. and like you know there's a lot of like oh my sister was abused or like i'm in an abusive relationship or i have been or i'm a social worker all hmm. these things right and like all these people are coming up with really good excuses you know and these are all the people kind of, they call, what they do is they call the first like 12 people and they put them on the jury and say, you're yeah. the jury. But they slowly weed them out right. and then they fill it in and they fill it in. And then if you get filled in and you can't come with an excuse, then you're, you're on the jury. jury yeah. So I got on the jury and, or before I got on the jury, they're like, oh, you know, what's your name? Like, do you have any reason you can't be a fair and partial juror? I'm like, no, you know, like all this, I was just like completely like, all my answers were perfect, you know, mm-hmm. in the sense, like, I would be a perfect juror. My name is this. I have a regular steady job. You know, I have no history of, like, domestic violence in my family, you know, whatever. And and I was like, oh, I'm totally on it. And the minute, like, not even the minute, like, the second I stood up to, like, walk into the jury, they're like, you're dismissed. Huh. I'm like, what? And it was, like, this weird kind of, like, well, I want to do my civic duty, but I don't, and I want to get out of here. And I'm kind of like, wait, why didn't I get picked? But we'll just be quiet. Run, walk, walk away, walk away. Don't even bother about it. But chalk it up to racial profiling. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I also said that I was an engineer, and like maybe they don't like people. I've heard that they don't people like like people who use logic and stuff like that. Oh really? So like maybe they thought I might be logical. They must not know me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's kind of a civic duty that people are always trying to get out of it. I mean, I, I agree that work and stuff can get in the way or your life or whatever. But if you have nothing going on, go check it out. Have fun. You know, why not? Totally. I would do it. I just never get called. Yeah. Well, been, I got my summons, so I got to go pretty soon. So maybe I'll let you guys know about it. Right on. Yeah. yeah that'll awesome. be interesting. All right. This has been episode three. We hope you enjoyed it. Hey, give yourselves an applause. Bye. Beep.